On a very special episode of Flixology, I grab my chainsaw and go down to Texas. I watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of uh, media, analyzes it, and dissects it. Whether there be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. I'm your host, John. It's just me today. Uh, I'm here to talk about the new Netflix original movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, directed by David Blue Garcia, starring, and I know I'm going to butcher this, please bear with me, Sarah Yarkin, Elise Fisher, Mark Burnham, Mo Dunford, Neil Hudson, Jessica Allen, Oline Ferrer, Jacob Lattimore, and Alice Cringe. Basically, this movie is about a group of kids that buy a old town in Texas and from the bank. The bank cleared everyone out that couldn't afford it, and they, you know, try to re-gentrification it. And basically, Leatherface is like in the town. They disturb him, and all all craziness breaks loose. Uh, folks, I this has been another part of a growing trend of the direct sequel um, stuff that's been going on lately. Because this movie, just like in Halloween, just like in Candyman, I don't know about Scream. I have not seen the new Scream yet. But this one forgets about all the other sequels, and this is a direct sequel to the first original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. I like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I'm not going to lie. One, it's not really a massacre. You don't really see a whole lot of gore or blood or anything. And then two, it's more of an art house film. And it has some of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen. And it's, you know, it's getting ragged on because, you know, do with the chainsaw. Of course it's going to be gore you would think that but there's really not a whole lot of gore in the first original texas chainsaw movie this one on however oh my Ugh. so basically this movie tackles a lot um it talks about school shootings which for some reason that that's mentioned in a texas chainsaw massacre film um and it, it takes the complete story out of the Laurie Strode from Halloween, where you have the original survivor, um, Sally, who's played by um, Olin Ferrer, uh, who was a replacement for the Sally Fisher character, because um, the original actress for who played Sally in the original movie, and I am trying to remember that name off the top of my head. I, I just know she passed. Uh, Marlene Burns. Yes, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly as well. She passed away, so this other car- this other woman um, uh, portrays her, and basically, you know, she's been waiting for Leatherface. The thing is, though, Leatherface has been hiding away for 50, 51 years up to this point. He has not been seen. We don't know anything about Pa Sawyer from the very first movie. It's not even mentioned. It's just... It's like they took away the family element out of the original. Um, because, you know, it, it's it's sort of complicated when it comes to Leatherface. Leatherface is just seen as a giant baby who's just told to do what he... What he go do what, what the family wants him to do. They want him to kill someone, he's going to kill someone. But, you know, there's even a moment in the original movie where he's sitting in a corner... And you feel sorry for the guy, even though he is this deranged killer, he's sort of dealing with his own issues. And he, it's sort of seen as like he's a he's hurt by everything that the family's telling him to do. But 
you know, to quote Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, the Saw is family. Um, this movie did... <laughs> it's really weird because the past movies have... The first one is just straight horror. And then the other ones either have had famous actors and actresses or it deals with dark comedy. And I will get into a dissect of that in a minute. But this movie just doesn't feel like it should be a direct sequel. It feels like it belongs in the Michael Bay universe of these movies. Cause there is just so much gore in this movie. There's a scene where it's actually played out in the trailer, um, where Leatherface gets on a bus and he has the chainsaw and these kids that are buying this town are trying to get him canceled. And it, there's even one scene where they're live streaming the whole thing. And some guy literally wrote, this looks fake. And you're just like, Come on, really? If I was, if I saw someone's live stream, I saw a dude with a chainsaw and he's killing people. I would not, or even just seeing a guy who looks like he's about to kill someone, I would not say this looks fake. Um, the acting is just not good in this movie. Um, I think the biggest star in this movie is Elise Fisher, and the only reason why I know that name because I looked it up. She's the girl that plays Agnes in Despicable Me. And she's dealing with a whole bunch of issues. Her and her, sa her sister, uh, Melody. Yeah. Uh, no, wait. Yeah, Melody, who's played by Sarah Yarkins. She's, um, she's just so annoying. Like, these characters are not likable. Honestly, I think the only thing cool about this movie was it had some pretty good kills and some beautiful shots. Like, there's a scene in this movie... By the way, I looked this up too. This movie's filmed in Bulgaria, so it's not even in Texas. I'm sorry to take that away from you. But there's a dead sunflower field, and you see like Leather's face's head pop up during the field, and he's or he's walking away, and you see like a beautiful shot of like a rainstorm, like saying like stuff is about to go down or the storm is coming. These are some of the most beautiful shots I have ever seen in one of these movies um the, the cinematography was done by ricardo diaz and i'm not sure of any movies he's done off the top of my head but i've heard he's done a lot and it shows like the sunflower field alone like some of the shots in that field whether it's just leatherface or just setting up the mood i mean it's they're they're wildly beautiful um some of the actors and actresses though some of their decisions you do question and the fact that we even have like a spoiler a kill happen in a tesla or a form of a kill happening with involving a tesla it just takes the fun out of a texas chainsaw it would have been cool if this movie would have been set like maybe five ten years with not maybe Marilyn Burns, obviously, but definitely not this woman who played Sally, but like a sort of like survivor that Sally was from this experience going back to Texas to find Leatherface. Because, uh, I don't know, like this movie was really hard to watch because I had so many high expectations um, just because of the success of, you know, Halloween Kills, uh, Candyman, the new screen, which everyone is telling me I... I should see and i'm a huge scream fan heck even leprechaun the you know the the leprechaun guy back to the hood and into the hood and all those movies he even got a direct sequel from his original movie with jennifer aniston and it's not terrible as this was and that's saying something because we're talking about a killer leprechaun ladies and gentlemen 
But, you know, these movies are memorable in its own way. Now, as I've said, I am a I am a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. My uh, April, unfortunately, is not, and I get it. It's 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 kind of hard to get in behind uh, a, a group of cannibals that you know want to kill you. But it's not even that. I think it's just like the little uh, things in every movie. Of course, the first one alone um, is it's probably the best of the franchise. The second one, the dark comedy alone with Chop Top, very memorable. The third one, which had a very young Viggo Mortensen and Ken Foyer, the dad from Keenan and Kel, and Aragon himself, that was memorable. The fourth one, which is the most insane movie I've ever seen involving Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Then you have the two Michael Bay movies and R. Lee Emery, Emery's character as the sheriff. You have Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is probably the worst in the series, in my honest opinion, because I hear a line said by a woman to Leatherface going, do your thing, cuz. And then the last one that came out before this, Leatherface, which was a prequel to why he was like this. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's not great, but it's not as bad as this. Um, this one is just memorable because the bus scene, really. I think that's the only thing me and April are going to remember out of this whole entire movie. Um, I mean, just sitting here just trying to describe it without giving things away is, is rough. I will say this. Um, I'm going to give it a 50-50 recommend. I, I can say you're either going to like it or you're either going to hate it. If you're me and you just like a good Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan and you like Leatherface, which I can't believe I mean, I'm even saying that right now. But there are fans out there who do like this series, and yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, it's it's worth a recommend just to see some some cool kills. I'm not going to lie. However, if you just want something that's actually scary, there wasn't really anything scary. I think, what, there was maybe... There's a whole bunch of jump scares. I, this movie was filled with them. And then, like, the growing terror that will lead up to the jump scene looking back I may have gotten scared maybe twice honestly um, and this movie holds uh, let's see I got my notes here this movie holds a 31 on Rotten Tomatoes and honestly I would give it an 18 just because I'm, I think my expectations for me personally was that low it, was, it wasn't that high. It was not that good. I wanted it to be good, ladies and gentlemen. But unfortunately, it wasn't. But that is my review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode. I want to try to do more of these around certain horror movies. Maybe certain movies in general. Um, as many may know, I am a video gamer. I do love the game Uncharted and that series. I thought about going to see the movie. Not going to lie. I thought about doing a review on that one. Because, let's be honest, if you have played Uncharted, um, you know, for those who haven't, there it's about a young Indiana Jones and an older gentleman by the name of Sully going around and getting treasure. And they got Tom Holland to play the Globetrotter and Mark Wahlberg to play Sully. Yeah. I, I laugh at that statement, ladies and gentlemen, because there's nothing 
He's not Sully. I'm sorry. However, if if you like the show, please subscribe. Please give us a listen. We really do appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me or April, please give us an email at flixologypodcast at uh, gmail.com. I do apologize. That was my phone. And, of course, um, please follow us on Instagram at flixologypodcast. April is in charge of that. She would love to hear your thoughts about the show as well. Or if you just want to see pictures of our dog Luna or our cat Caroline, that's also another place to check. Although I won't lie, getting Caroline to hold still for a picture is the most impossible challenge I have ever seen. Anyway, that is our show for this special Saturday episode. Thank you again for tuning in. As always, I'm John. Take it easy.